T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Now, what's going on, everyone? Jetta Cameron, John Rich. It is 94 WIP. Great to be with you off and rolling this Tuesday morning. Well, obviously a very eventful uh, night last night in the world of sports. And I know Angelo talked a lot about it today, and we shall as well. The um, unbelievably scary situation with the Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, and just how it felt for us as sports fans um, seeing that. Or perhaps if you didn't see it last night but uh, live or saw it a little later or perhaps woke up to it this morning, 
absorbing the news this morning. It's just um, it's unbelievable. So, look, we'll, we'll talk about it today. We will obviously also get into the Eagles. Uh, Sixers and Flyers also won. But the story of the night, obviously, was DeMar Hamlin and a very sad and very scary situation. And uh, floor is yours at 215-592-9494, as we shall discuss. Richard Rich. Joe. Hello, bud. The uh, tallest mountain in the universe in the solar system is almost three times taller than Mount Everest. It's on Mars. You know, I'm actually Olympus surprised it's not taller. Mons. Just knowing, really? well, knowing all that's out there, I would have thought there. I mean, think about it. I mean, Over 72,000 feet tall. Yeah. Well, things are a <laughs> lot bigger than Earth. I mean, a lot, lot bigger. Oh, what is it, Jupiter? True. Right? Is that the big one? Yes. That is. Yeah, so I'm just saying, you know. Nailing it. There's a lot out there. I don't know. <laughs> all right, guys, let's get to it. Apollo. Um, Apollo yeah, Apollo, exactly. <laughs> so the situation last night, we'll get to the Eagles shortly, but I am really curious from everyone listening, just sort of your reaction and your emotions based on how you experienced what happened last night with the Bill Safety, uh, DeMar Hamlin. For those that don't know, and I'm sure that's a very small group of people, but he makes a tackle last night in the game. It's a routine-looking tackle. Frankly, it's a lot less violent-looking than many NFL tackles, but he did absorb contact as T. Higgins came into him. He brings Higgins down. He gets up. He quickly staggers back down, and then Obviously, the situation got really, really, really bad. Um, he is alive. He is in critical condition. Obviously, there was a lot of fear last night from a lot of viewers, and I thought ESPN did a magnificent job in their coverage without speculating. But the reality is all of us watching did wonder, is he dead? Did he die? He, he did not die, but CPR was administered, and uh, it was bad stuff. And it was right there on national TV, and uh, it was just brutal. So... You know, I just I'm curious, like as everyone observed it, what went through your mind? I mean, you think about the player, you think about the, the the teams, you think about the future of football. Look, John, I've always known, I think we've all known something like this could happen. I always expected that that this would happen, like in my lifetime, at some point. Because look, generally the neck injuries are the the ones that we fear the most because, you know, that can you know, we've seen with Dennis Bird and we've seen him, you know Ryan Shazier. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, where, where players get paralyzed. This, though, went into, I mean, big-time life-and-death mode. Obviously, it's, you know, let's be real, still hangs in the balance. I don't think it's going to change the NFL from the standpoint that it's a violent sport, and we all know it's a violent sport. There's nobody associated with the NFL as a player, as a coach, as a fan, as an executive. There's no one that doesn't understand it's a violent sport. So I don't think it changes that. I don't know how it can't change Well, talk to me. Give me, your, give me your thoughts here, John. Talk to me. Well, I— uh, devastating terrifying uh just watching the faces of oh. his teammates and and the bengals you got to remember the, these are guys who like their whole lives it's like a guy goes down at practice and the coach says all right move it up 10 yards and and that guy's just lying there and and the the medical staff attends to him right. and you are so hardened to injury in any way where where you've seen it all and and last night these guys were seeing something that they'd never encountered before no question and and i and so and so were we as fans absolutely no question and and the thought that just kept going through my mind is is like how in the world like how are they going to uh play the way that they did after seeing that like I, I wouldn't be able to. I, I, uh, you know, I again, it was. I am not the uh, most uh, like soft-hearted. Yeah. With, with <laughs> I've noticed with injury. Yes, yeah, so over the last and, six and or seven years. Else. Yes. You know, like shake it off and yep. and and uh, this this was so completely like just literally heart-stopping yeah. for all of us as well. Yeah. And uh, it's. Uh, an incredible situation and i was moved i was uh encouraged by the outpouring yeah. uh social media wise i mean some of it was awful you can always assume that's going to be right. there but most of it was wonderful there was th- yeah. this was one of those occasions where social media actually did something great where where people were uh moved obliged to help and, yeah. and and you know pitch in donations to his charity prayers yeah. donations yeah. Yeah. it was it was so overwhelmingly positive 
I thought that was a great thing. But my big takeaway was uh, everyone who was on that field, everyone who watched is changed yeah. to some degree. Well, I'll speak to that point, John. Because And, and look, again, curious where everyone stands, 215-592-9490 for your emotions based on what you saw, your reaction, your, your sense of sort of where the NFL goes from here after what happened last night. I'll say this, in the short term, maybe forever, but at least in the short term, I'll define it as this season – I do not think we, any of us that saw it last night, especially, and maybe others that didn't, but, you know, then see highlights and stuff, I do not think we will be able to look at the NFL the same way again. I agree. The actual game. And here's the here's – the, It changed me. It, cha- it yeah. really did. It changed something inside. That's fascinating. You say, I mean, for all your time in the league, John, because here's, some, here's a comparison I'll give you, and it, it struck me this morning when I was thinking about it. If you remember after September 11th, Planes were not in the sky for however many days it was before, you know, the government said, okay, planes can go back up in the sky. You know, it's it's safe to to travel and, you know, all that. And when you would look up in the sky and see a plane, it, it, it was a different experience than ever having seen a plane before. We had seen planes thousands of times in our lives prior to September 11th. You don't really think much about it. Like, oh, that's a plane. That's cool. It's amazing. It's, you know, travel through air you know, on a plane. Like, wow. But you didn't. It didn't hit you in an emotional way until after September 11th when the planes were shut down, obviously, after having, you know, four crashed and two in the World Trade Center. And then when they were back up there, it would send like a shudder through me in those first couple weeks, even months, John. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel like when we watch our next Eagles game, which is going to be Sunday, and we'll see if they reschedule, you know, this Bills game against the Bengals. We'll see how they handle that. I, I just don't feel... I, and probably most of us, will be able to look at an NFL game and a collision. That's the thing, John. It's going to be about the collisions. And see a collision and not think something different than we thought prior to last night. That's how, that's how to right. me, the impact will be, I think, on me as a right. fan right. watching pro football. It, because of what we saw last night. No question about it. And, and part, of, like, part of the willingness to go out there and do what these guys are doing is you learn to ignore the negative possibility. You know, you, you, you cannot play like you think something bad will yep. happen. And watching something that extreme, uh, that it, you, you can't erase that. And uh, it's just uh, no, it's it it is it life altering, life altering right. for everyone. So obviously, again, floor is yours to to weigh in on the uh, Demar Hamlin situation as news becomes available today. If there is news today on on progress or lack thereof, we'll see what happens. Obviously, James will will keep us informed as news breaks and and let everyone know where things stand. But we we really really hope that um, he's able to make a recovery. We shall see. John, speaking of football, the Eagles, I know it's a strange transition to the birds, but they are our team. They are in a playoff hunt. Um, They have a big game coming up. They have then after that bigger games coming up once it becomes playoff time. And I do want to, you know, get in the Eagles as well. I mean, it is what we do. Um, And I am curious, and I know Angela spent a lot of time on this topic today as well, and it's it's an interesting topic, just where people stand from a concern level on the birds because – you know, they obviously have lost two in a row. This past game was the worst they'd looked all season. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a game that called into question the coaching, clearly. Um, and it was a game the starting quarterback didn't play, so you got to take it somewhat with a grain of salt. But there also is, you know, other injuries that have piled up. The Lane Johnson injury, you know, we don't know what Sweat's status will be moving forward. It seemed like, you know, Miles Sanders, when he ran, ran hard and good, but they didn't want to give him the ball too much because of his knee. I mean, the injuries have piled up. The one seed still dangles. Now, they'll probably get it. John's probably won't play their players. But I'm curious from, from John, you, and everyone, kind of just the concern level on the birds as they venture toward the playoffs. Because I'll say this, John, what's going through my mind a lot right now, and I'm just being honest with you, because I am, I'll say, pretty damn concerned. And here's the way I'll frame it. The 3 Eagles are in my mind a lot right now. Why? Because it was a great football team. Team you were on, John. Great football team. Great football team, 12-4, and four, great team. But by the time the playoffs started, it wasn't the same team because of all the injuries. Brian Westbrook was out. Right. I believe Carlos Emmons was out. There was like five or six key players out. By the way, Donovan eventually got hurt in that Panthers game as well, and that obviously changed the game. Team scored three points. That was it. Bye-bye, everybody. Go home. Season over. Dream dashed. Now, look, it's a tale of two examples here because then there's the 2017 Eagles. 
who dealt with a tremendous assortment of major injuries, quarterback, middle linebacker, left tackle, kicker, right? I mean, we know special teams, Ace and Marigos, and they just plowed through it and kept on winning and won big and won it all. So it can go either way. I'll just tell you from my standpoint, John, seeing the way the Eagles played on Sunday and knowing they'll get some of these guys back, but when they do, there'll be some guys hampered. I am, I would call it worried because San Fran's really good. Dallas is legit. If the Eagles get to the Super Bowl, the Bills and the Chiefs probably await one of them. Yeah. And I just, I can't act like what we have seen the last two weeks hasn't existed. And what we saw in 03 didn't happen. It happened. It was a great team. They got to the playoffs. They were a lesser team. They lost. Yeah. That, that uh, when you bring up 03, it, it takes me back, you know, and, and I think I myself, I was playing. Yep. I was physically not anywhere close to 100%. I'd uh, torn my shoulder up in the third game of the year. And I wonder, I, I guess to start, I am also very concerned. Okay. I, am, I am very concerned really? about this Eagles yep. postseason. In part because we know about the major injuries where, where guys are out, where they've been working their way back. We don't know about guys, the, the performance that we've seen from the, these last couple of weeks, it's been so substandard. And, and yes, I know a lot of that is, is based on the way things were coached up and the quarterback we had under center. But at this stage of the year, you don't know how bad these guys are feeling. And I think we're seeing an offensive line that is in a shambles at times in pass protection, especially. And how, how banged up are they? You know, I think back to 2003, my, my short, my right shoulder, every time I would externally rotate my arm, it would like pop in and out. And, and like, I felt like, Holy cow, don't throw me the ball. Don't throw me the ball down. Cause I can't even reach, you know, with, with that arm there, there are guys who are dealing with stuff like that, that we don't even know about. And I wonder if that's part of, why the performance has been down. Well, you talked about Goddard, even Goddard coming back. That's a huge deal. Right? Dallas Goddard does not look right. And and I know that he was out for a while and they're saying he's fine and and they're they're lining him up on the outside away from contact as a wide receiver when he's lined up inside, it's almost like he doesn't want to stick his face in there, stick his arm in there. And that's part of what made him so great. So how many guys are hampered? How many guys are dealing with stuff like that? I feel as though this I, – I don't know the answer as to whether or not defenses are figuring us out, if defenses are now dictating to us what they want us to run, and that's part of the problem. Does Jalen Hurts just poof, solve all that? I, I don't know the answer there. And, and are we anywhere close to that best team in the NFL? I mean, by a large margin that I felt we were a month and a half well, ago. Well, a month and a half ago, that, that team would have beaten the team that took the field the other day by 17 points. I, I agree. By 17, I, I, literally I by 17 points. I truly believe that. Yeah, I know, I and know. And things, things are so changed now. You know, we've now, got, now we've Jalen got does, safeties Jalen in there. helps a lot. He does. I mean, and, and you see it with the Sixers. You get Embiid back. Harden's not as good as Embiid, but he's still better than most. Maxi, obviously, back in the fold. You start winning games. I mean, Sixers have won in a nice clip over the last three or four weeks. So getting your guys back helps. But I'll tell you this, man, Lane Johnson, that's going to be a hell of an injury to play through, man. And I think they have to do a lot of reshuffling. Because remember him, John? Remember when he had the ankle about three years ago and he would play but wasn't it wasn't the Lane Johnson standard? Yes, I mean that and, was, and that's what I expect this postseason. I mean, he's got a, a, an ad with, with ad or abductor, a, whatever ad, adductor, and and they're saying he's just going to have to deal with the pain, yeah. and and you know that to me means it's it's probably yeah. going to be made worse by going out there and playing, and they know that, yeah. and he's just going to try to manage it. Plus Avante, plus Gardner Johnson, plus Sweat, plus. Who knows, you know, if Miles Sanders will be giving the, the full go with the knee, plus Jalen Hurts. And it's He'll all play. complimentary, right. It's all complimentary. When your coverage is compromised, which it is because of our safety situation, you see the cornerbacks playing differently. You see the fact that we're getting to the passer. It doesn't matter as much because we just can't hold up on that back end. I'm concerned about the O-line. I'm concerned about the secondary. And I'm concerned that other teams are hitting their stride 
as we are falling off largely due to injury. All right, so look, we want to hear from everyone at 215-592-9494 on the Eagles. How concerned are you? One more game to clinch the home field. They'll probably get it done. Feels like maybe the Giants won't play their dudes, their starters, which would help. Um, but how concerned are you, big picture, on the Eagles as they venture toward the playoffs? And also, and I know it is an odd transition from hardcore football talk with the Eagles to life talk football-wise with DeMar Hamlin, but, you know, it is the situation today. He is live, critical condition. We'll update you, obviously, as we hear anything today, and we just hope and hope and hope and hope that uh, DeMar Hamlin can pull through it. Your experience as watching the game last night, waking up to the news today, your thoughts as a football fan. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie, 215-592-9494. Let's go to Montez right now. Hi, Montez. Hey, how's it going? Can you guys hear me okay? Yeah, you sound good. Yes, sir. All right, awesome. So I just want to start off by just saying that I think the NFL handled it correctly. And I think that most people's reaction to what they saw was based on shock and not necessarily logic because obviously everybody feels for the young man who was hurt. Everybody wants him to be okay. But most people look at it and say, oh, my God, the NFL, they have so much money. You know, they have to do this. They have to do that. But I think it's the responsible thing for the NFL to just sit back and say, all right, we have to ask, can we go on? No question. Yes or no? No question. Yeah. You, You have to because people don't realize that the NFL is just a product. And there are so many other small local businesses that that depend on that game to make their monthly yeah. revenues and things like that. Montez, so I'll, and, and I'll tell you this. There were a lot of people very critical last night, a lot, that the NFL did not cancel the game, let's call it 30 minutes sooner. But you know what? Right. I got to tell you, that's a decision that is not – it's just not a decision you generally make in a minute or five or ten. I mean, to literally cancel an NFL football game. I thought it was well handled. Could they have done it 15 minutes sooner? I mean, I guess maybe. But they were trying to do it right. In the end, they arrived at the right solution. It seemed to me they were very respectful to both teams. I mean, I I, I thought the NFL on that front had a good night, contrary to a lot of the criticism that was out there on social media. Absolutely. Now, the next thing – I bet you the NFL's first call was to the Dolphins and saying, hey, you guys better shut Tua down for the entire year. Because, because I mean, he's on his second concussion. And third. Lord knows. His third concussion. Well, third, third this year, now, James? Third this season. Because it was two in a row, two right? Two in a row, and, and then, then he just had another. Yeah. Now, if you think, of, if you think about the young man's um, uh, his injury, right? Obviously, it was cardiac arrest. I mean, thank God that he's okay now. Well, but, first off, that he's alive now. We don't know that he's okay. Just to be clear, I mean, well, just, well, just well, to be alive. clear, he's still he's still breathing. He's still alive right now. But at least it was cardiac arrest and not a head trauma, because this was the like the worst case scenario for the NFL. If somebody had a a massive head or neck injury and God forbid died on the field, that is their absolute worst nightmare. Well, I'll, right Montez, I'll, I'll tell you this, man. Regardless of, of what type of injury it would be, anything that would result in death is their, is their worst nightmare. I mean, it, 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 it played out in, our, in front of us last night with the exception of he didn't die. But let's, let's not kid ourselves, guys. I mean, he, he still could. I mean, the guy's in critical condition. So we hope he does not. But, you know, I mean, they're far from out of the woods. And even if he lives, I mean, who knows what kind of life he's going to have. Let's talk to Mike right now in Morristown. Hello, Mike. Hey, hi guys. Good morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Mike. Yeah. So the first thing is just to send all the positive thoughts to you know Demar Hamlin and his family. Good news, hopefully, is that you know for something like a cardiac arrest from commotion cordis, sounds like what he had. Uh, most important thing is to get the resuscitation, the chest compressions, the AEDs on the field quickly, and looks like they got that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that means that his long term outcome is good. Well, and those guys like, might save his life, Mike. I mean, that's you know oh, if, okay. if he pulls through. It seems like there's a pretty good chance the medical personnel in the field saved his life. Oh, 100%. I mean, normally yeah. when this happens in the field, it's 60% survival for something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but because normally, and that's because you can't get the CPR started fast enough. And so, and you know, these guys are trained. They know how to do CPR. They know how to do it well. Um, and so hopefully that means that, you know, he'll have a good outcome. You know, obviously, shortly to tell, they'll try right. reading them off uh, today. But um, like I said, hopefully that's. You know, I've seen this before in my career, and it's, uh, it's pretty it's pretty sad every yep, time. Yeah, no question. Uh, um, and then, you know, as for the birds, I'm concerned, you know, and I wanted to ask you guys, uh, how much of that, like, is ego 
and stubbornness from the from the coaches because nobody calls you a genius if you just run the ball with your big offensive line and gain 200 yards. But you're a genius if you can like you know come up with all these uh, like uh, fan- fancy plays. You know that game plan during the Bears game was terrible. And I don't think it was, Mike. I'll say that I don't think it was stubbornness by the Eagles. I think it was dumb. Yeah. By Sirianni, but I don't think it was stubborn. And the reason I say that is I think he's got a pretty good track record of not being stubborn. Yeah. I mean, Andy Reid had a strong track record of stubborn. Chip right. Kelly had the strongest track record of stubborn. I think Sirianni has shown a nimbleness as a coach that, to me, I find impressive. I think he just made mistakes the last two weeks, but I don't think it's born out of stubbornness. I think he just thought it was the right thing to do, and it didn't work out. Oh, I'm sure he believes it, but, you know, just like in the Bears game, for example, the same thing where it's like, okay, well, why are you not running the ball when it's minus 30? Well, because we saw this on tape, and I was like, well, okay, well, you got a big offensive line. you got a guy who just ran for 200 yards the game before, you know, and, and the Bears have a terrible run defense too. Yeah, but, but part of it is, and Mike, appreciate the call, part of it is, John, Miles Sanders is obviously banged up with the knee wearing a brace, and yeah. I'll, I'll put it this way. It's just my read on it. I think Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen trust it. Gardner Minshew with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard more than a banged-up Miles Sanders and a Boston Scott who they just don't believe in that much. I just, I mean, that's the basic way I can put it. I think Boston Scott can play. For some reason, the Eagles coaches only seem to go to him when it's like they got to go to him because he's the only one left. I've always believed he can play. But they just don't. I mean, here's a game, John, a banged-up Miles Sanders, a backup quarterback, and Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell had a combined official two carries. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, and that's what brings me to the question, are we dictating to a defense or is a defense dictating to us because they know that the numbers in the box determine whether we run it or pass it? Right. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world to just you know run the ball, but when it's the RPO stuff that's dialed up, and that's been so wildly effective for us this year, defense, I, I think defenses are catching on. And they, they know, hey, they'll hurt us if they keep it on the ground, yeah. so we'll make sure they don't keep it on the ground. What disappointed me the most with Sirianni in this last game was that he did not seem to have an offense tailored yeah. to the quarterback. You're right. but That bothered me the most. And, and I am concerned, because, and I don't know the answer to this, did Nick Sirianni opt to keep the offense the same because he didn't feel the offensive line could do the job, the appropriate job of pass protecting for your standard drop back right. quarterback? I think it's a fascinating. I yeah. believe that's the case. I believe. Look, when when you you get rusty at anything if if you don't do it, and this offensive line has been firing out and run blocking even on pass plays this right, year, right? Because of the RPO stuff. And I think they've gotten rusty at just doing the, the you, you know, kick and, and punch and pass protect. Like the standard rules no longer apply to this offensive line. They're better moving forward. And Nick Sirianni didn't feel like they could adequately protect this quarterback yeah. if they changed the offense. Look, it's a fascinating theory. And you, you could be spot on with that one, John. Joe DeCamera, John Ritchie, 215-592-9494. Your reaction on both fronts. The Eagles, a concern level, and obviously football. The future of football, what we saw last night. Your thoughts as a fan experiencing, watching the DeMar Hamlin situation and what you think about this morning. Joe DeCamera, John Ritchie on WIP. You know, the uh, MVP thing, it is amazing. John looked into it yesterday after the games had been played on Sunday. And to find out, and I think this is a disgrace, that Hurts, who had been the front runner for MVP with three games to go, dropped to fourth for MVP odds with one game to go after missing two games in which the Eagles lost them both. I, I don't I John, sometimes I don't understand the world, man. If the Eagles had gone two and zero without him, then you could make well, the stronger case. Come on. It, the the rest of the the world watching the rest of these games, I they're know. not focused on the specifics of our situation. It ain't right though. And man. they're gonna add up the numbers at the end of the year and say, Wow, look at what Mahomes did. 
wow, look at what Joe Burrow did. Look at those numbers. I know they do. Look at the the touchdown to interception ratio but and the way they've led their teams right into the playoffs. Yeah, and and Jalen's been on the sideline. How about this fact? How about they this fact? Though, no, I agree. He is. I agree with you. We are reminded, and we say, "Wow, our team is nothing like what right. we were." But they, they they don't pay attention. Well, I agree with how you're assessing it. It just frustrates me. I mean, Jalen has the same number of wins this season as Patrick Mahomes, and he's played two less games. I, yeah. I, I just don't see how that's not more impressive. Let's go to the phones. Two, one. And it's not to say it's just about wins because obviously there's a lot of other players on the team, but I, I think people get my point. I mean, I just think that the, the – just it aggravates me. Anyway, uh, far more important things like the DeMar Hamlin situation from last night, uh, your reaction. Of course, if you want to get into the Eagles as well, you can certainly do so. 215-592-9494. Ken and Cinnamonson's with us. Hi, Ken. Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Ken. I, uh, I do have a quick Eagles point, but first, just about last night, uh, there were some really traumatized guys on that field last night. So yep. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how they could even think about playing a football game anytime in the foreseeable future. I know that they will, and you know they'll come together as a family, but uh, that, that, that's tough. Um, two things: when it when it first happened, I'm not a doctor, but when it first happened, my my first thought was the commotio cardis because some of the things I learned in the military about mm. what you can do to somebody when you hit them square in the chest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and the other, the other thing is in 2015, I had a, uh, I had a widowmaker heart attack myself. Mm. So when, when they were able to revive him, I, I am living proof. And I can say, again, I'm not a doctor, but if they can get you back, if they can get you revived, and my understanding is his vitals are, are stable and normal this morning, uh, you can fully recover. So, Let's hmm. hope that, that that's the course here, and, and even if he never plays football again, he, he at least can fully recover like, like I was able to and, and get back to a normal life and, yeah. and, and spend the rest of his life with his family like he should. That's the hope, man. That's what we're hoping for. As far as the Eagles, um, you know, I'm never going to get too high after one game or too low after one game. It is one game. I'm reminded of 2017 when, you know, the level of panic on, on this station and on this show after that Christmas night Raiders game uh, was to the point where John was suggesting that we might need to go with uh, Nate Sudfeld as the quarterback for the playoffs. So, you know, a good coaching staff will learn from what happened on Sunday and, and not repeat it. And Mm -hmm. I am convinced that we have a good coaching staff here. So um, yeah, you're concerned with the injuries, but, I, I don't think what we saw was a blueprint for what we can expect from the Eagles the rest of the season. Well, I'll tell you this, Ken, I hope you're right, but, it's not just Hurts and that the coaching staff had a bad game. It's Lane Johnson. It's Sweat. What are you going to get there? It's Miles Knee. It's Gardner Johnson. It's Avante Maddox. I mean, I hear you, Ken. Appreciate the call in 2017. But And, John, i got to look up who the 03 injuries were. I, I, I honestly don't remember them all. I just remember by the time you – because remember, the game against the Packers – in which Freddie Mitchell caught the ball fourth and 26, mm-hmm. was unusually close. I mean, you guys were clearly a better team than the Packers. It took a fourth and 26 to win the game, a field goal by Akers to send it in an overtime, a dock interception, another Akers field goal to win in an overtime. How but do you remember that, man? I rem- wow. <laughs> just, I mean, I remember the play. <laughs> remember, the play James, remember it. Brett Favre had that pop-up past the dock? Dog's like, oh, I'll be the center fielder. I'll catch the ball. Vaguely. Not like you do. Oh, Again, dude. I'm with Richie on that. <laughs> it was a pathetic play by Brett Favre. A pathetic play. He just heaved the ball up. Dog caught it. He ran it back like 20 yards. They just, you know, Eagles had one or two first downs, kicked a field goal, and the game was over. Anyway, um, but in that game and then subsequent, the next game by Carolina, I, I just remember there had been a series of – I remember Westbrook was one of them. I think Carlos Simmons was another – You've talked about your shoulder. Now, you played, but obviously mm-hmm. your shoulder wasn't good. Donovan ultimately got knocked out in the second quarter of the, the game against the Panthers. But there were other dudes, and it just created a lesser team. Mm-hmm. And, and that's my fear for this squad. A great team when healthy, but are the injuries catching up to them? Plus, as you say, John, our defense is figuring some stuff out. Plus, there's just the reality. Can you keep the, the focused mentality and edge. I mean, they were so supremely locked in for three months. I mean, just totally dialed in. Can you take that all the way to February? Does this other stuff start chipping away, even at the mental preparation process, which they were exceptional at for three and a half months? I mean, it's it's hard to go the distance. And 
you know, February, I mean, that, that game is still, I don't know, about six weeks off. They got to win. They got to win four key games. Basically, they got to win this game, which they probably will. But then they got to win three games in the playoffs. And that's, that's not easy against tough competition. Let's talk to John and Cheston Hill. Hi, John. Hi. Good morning, guys. Hi, John. Thanks for taking my call. Um, good news for uh, DeMar is, number one, you had a fantastic response from the uh, first responders to get his heart uh, going again. And then, obviously, he had r- real good care. But the better news is this is a similar situation to a guy by the name of Christian Eriksson, professional football or soccer player, soccer player for Denmark, who a year and a half ago had the same situation, just collapsed on the field. Wow. And uh, he was uh, rehabbed. He wound up playing in the World Cup this past year after spending wow. a season um, in the uh, Premier League. So it's uh, getting the heart going was obviously was was, was his was his chest though crushed with a no, blow? No, he just collapsed. Yeah, that's it different. Yeah, he just collapsed on the field. I was I mean, watching that, his attack. Because that's what I mean. Hank Gathers collapsed. It was like Hank Gathers. Yeah, it was. The Erickson was a lot more like Hank Gathers. Gotcha. Yeah. This wasn't but a it's shot the same, to the chest. It's yeah. the same type situation though. I, I don't, don't think know. that's accurate. We don't know, John. No, John I don't think it's the same type situation when there's incredible force and not force. That's not the same situation. Well, if you ever got hit in the chest with a soccer ball. Yeah, that happens all the time. Okay, so you're saying the, you're saying the ball hit him get, in the chest. No, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the moment. So I I, I, I was watching it. it. It seemed like he just collapsed on the field. This Fair time. enough, John. I appreciate the call. Let's go to uh, Lou and Vineland. Hi, Lou. Hey guys, let me get off speaker. You got it, Lou. A uh, couple of things. First of all, just an observation about last night. Um, and I'm a little bit biased because I've been blessed over the last ten years to become a good friend of Ron Jaworski. So I've been able to become know someone who was once an idol. You know, we look – I hate when we call football players gladiators because you forget that these are men. I mean, they're extraordinarily talented, extraordinarily well-conditioned. But at the end of the day, they're fathers, they're sons, they're brothers. They go home to their families like everybody else. And maybe last night <clears throat> allowed us to uh, refocus on that, you know, conceptually, that these are just – yeah, they're phen- phenomenal athletes – but the, and they're well paid, but they're human beings. No question. Any time, yeah. anything could. So maybe, maybe it gave us a little bit of that focus. Hopefully, um, with respect to the uh, to the Eagles, um, you know we're in a rare position in Philly because we saw magic in a bottle with the Phillies, where everybody played well beyond their skill sets, and everything worked out. The injuries happened earlier in the season. And it's almost like you're having the reverse with the Eagles, that the magic happened early, that we um, were spared the injuries until at the very end. I'm not going to trash talk uh, or second guess uh, the coaching staff because they're professionals and I'm not. You know, certainly we could, uh, you know, and, and the Minshew thing is it, it is what it yeah. is. But but I, I think Well, Lou, that... what you're saying happens. Because I'll tell you this, man. There's plenty of history in Philadelphia sports of a one seed not getting to the finals or winning it. Sixers were the one seed two years ago. They lost to the Hawks in the second round. Correct. I mean, <laughs> if, if you think about it, the Phillies were the one seed, if you will, the top top record in the National League in both 2010 and 2011. And they and they lost in the second and first round. I mean, it happens. It's all. It's always happening. Yeah. It's all. It's it, all about momentum this exactly. time of year. With, yeah. What's magic. your trajectory as a team? Think about. Think about around this league right now. The teams with crazy trajectories. I think the 49ers I are do, one of those. Even though they had a a tight game that they were able to pull out in overtime against the Raiders. The 49ers are on that trajectory where you're like, oh man, I don't want to face them. Are teams saying that about us? Well, they weren't in 2017, I'll say that. No, they weren't, and I think it helped the Eagles that maybe yeah. they slid under the radar a little bit and not only gave them an identity, maybe the other teams had a smidgen of an edge off, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. I mean, those teams were favorites, including the Vikings at the link, Yeah, which well, is unbelievable. Go ahead, Lou. I'm what sorry. What kind of Jason Hurts is coming, coming back? And that, that may be still the magic formula. Well, that's what you hope for. I mean, you hope for it. Look. You get an MVP or MVP-like guy back. It's obviously should make a tremendous difference as long as he's healthy enough to be, you know, good. I mean, John, what's your set? Forget this game. I mean, I you know, look, I guess he'll play against the Giants. I, I tend to think they'll win this game. It feels to me like some of the edge is off because it sounds like the Giants might not play their, their players. 
But when, I'm very confident we'll win against the Jets. All right, so you and I are on the same page there. When they have to play a divisional round playoff game in what will probably be their first playoff game, right. which will be, let me do some math here, like 19 days from now, 18 or 19 days from now, based on whether they get the Saturday game or the Sunday game. Yeah. What is your sense of that <laughs> Jalen Hurts injury on his throwing, right. on his running, on his protecting himself, on, on everything. I'm not concerned about Jalen. I'm not concerned about the Jalen injury affecting his performance. I am concerned about where the rest of the team is in relation to the rest of the NFL. I feel like we have fallen off in large part because you, you got new guys out there in the mix. Jalen, I, I look, I, I, I felt confident that he was going to play this last week because he was out there practicing and throwing the ball, and, and I felt like, you know, the, the playoff situation, if it would have been, he could have gone, and they can figure out a way to yeah. make him comfortable enough to get out there and do it, and we know how tough he is. I think people forget to factor that in. No he question. Is so tough. No question. He's not going to be our problem. The rest of the team and whether the coaching staff can stay one step ahead, whether this offense, and it's the offensive side that I'm worried about, whether they can – with Jalen in the mix, uh, keep things fresh and current and, uh, you know, unpredictable for what defenses are facing. I, I feel like that has really fallen off. James, and by the way, I'll just say this. Um, I even thought about a team like the Mets while you were talking there, John. 100 and what was it, James? One win? But, 101. But Scherzer, by playoff time, wasn't the same, and it was time for him to pitch, and he wasn't that good. Right. I mean, that happens. That happens to great – the Mets were a great team. I know people around here don't want to hear it. They were great. They won 100 games. There's only been like – I think four, it's a really interesting comparison. Right? Yeah. I mean, because yeah. they were awesome in the regular season. They got to the playoffs, and yeah. it was over quick. James, what do you got in there? Uh, normally, Eagles uh, coordinators meet with the media today. The Eagles have decided to postpone their normal Tuesday press conferences. Mm. Until Thursday, quote unquote, out of respect for the situation last night's game and the uncertainty of Demar Hamlin's status. You know the NFL. Well, that's interesting, James and John. I will say this: they are going to have a heck of an issue with this scheduling reality. Of, of I, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't either. So let's just talk this through for a second, because remember this, guys. It specifically ties in to theoretically, who the Eagles could play in the Super Bowl sure. if the Eagles get there because we're talking about the one seed in the AFC hanging in the balance. Right. For those that don't know, Kansas City's 13-3, and Buffalo's 12-3. and If Buffalo had won last night, Buffalo would go back to the one spot because they beat Kansas City earlier this year. By the way, Cincinnati's also 11-4. and So you got three teams, and I don't know if Cincy can, can jump the other two. No, but Cincy and Baltimore, could, that division is not decided yet. So... They could. I mean, that's a home playoff game, all the three-seed, essentially. So here are a couple thoughts that go through my mind, and I'm sure people thought this through a lot deeper than I have, but a few thoughts off the top of my head of how the NFL, from a scheduling standpoint, could try to do this. One is you get Buffalo back in Cincinnati and you play the game on Thursday. Now, look. See, I don't know how you – I don't know how you – That's. I'm just saying that's an option, and then you take – the, those teams and who they're going to play week 18 and you make those games like Tuesday or Wednesday. But then what do you do about the playoffs? Then you, they, the, no, James, I'm going to yeah. keep going. Then you take one or two playoff games and instead of being on a Saturday or Sunday, one or two is on like a Monday or Tuesday. I'm just saying that's possible. Let me give you another possibility. The bye week before the Super Bowl, eliminate it. Ooh. Eliminate it. Conference title game happens one week before the Super Bowl. Like, everything gets pushed back. Yeah. And and you and you have after the week eighteen games are played, you have a weekend where the only game that exists is Buffalo and Cincinnati. And then everything else and you figure out who who's seated where and the playoffs begin and there's no bye week after Look, no I, I think I'm just that, saying you gotta think that's possible. I, right? yeah. I think that is possible. Sure. And and I, I can tell you I played in a Super Bowl where we only had a week when I was in Oakland. Sure. And I thought at the time, there is no way they should ever do this again. It is unfair to both teams. It is impossible to fully be prepared when you've got everything so truncated. I mean, it was jammed in there. The moment we won the AFC championship game, we, I mean, it was immediate emergency meeting. We're getting on planes and yep. we're heading out. 
Uh, and then, you know, with all the media and everything else that goes into it, the pageantry and everything, you practice, really? Uh, but I think this merits that consideration. So is that, that, that was is o- a likely – That's yeah, 2 you're saying, right? Yeah. So that's not the o one one because September 11th also affected the NFL schedule the prior year where a week of games was skipped, and I think they just tacked them on the back end of the season, if I remember right, and then would have pushed the playoffs back a week. So, like, here's an example of where it gets really uh, tricky. The Patriots and the Bills. Patriots, by the way, fighting for their own playoff spot. They are scheduled to play Sunday at 1 o'clock. Right. I mean, the Bills can't play Friday night and then play Sunday afternoon. I mean, they just they can't. What about what about the possibility of just leaving the game where it was? It was seven to three. Well, are I you mean, saying awarding the game? Yeah. No. Nah, no, nah, you can't. That's could you do percentages for for? Look, if I the mean, Bills are okay two teams with played less games. So wait, remind what? me who was, who was in the lead last night? Seven three. The Cincinnati. Bengals were in the lead. So well, why would not, the Bills be okay fair. with it? No, yeah. Bills can't. He can't. Do they that. give what up the, the one Bills, seed because of that. The Bills. Yeah. No, no way. What if they say, hey, you know what? This is the only way that it works for everyone else. We understand. No way. It's no, it's a no way. Zero percent chance. Yeah, totally. That's, it was early in the game. That's, that's not fair. It was, yeah, very early. I mean, because, you know, I'm sure they're going to also talk Three to Andy Reid. In the, it's not going to go through the coach. It's going to go through the owners. So they're going to call the Hunt family in Kansas City. They're going to say, look, we got a situation. Here. We don't really know. I mean, that is – James, what is your instincts of – I mean, like, could they have two teams play one last game than everybody and go on the percent, win percentage? I mean, like – that's what they talked about during the pandemic. Remember with baseball, they did that where well, so but then, games, but then Kansas City has a higher win percentage. I, Thirteen I, and three is better than twelve and three. I know. I, I don't. I'm. I'm just saying what the potential options are. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel that they wouldn't do that to the Bills, particularly since it was a Bills player. Well, I, yeah, that would be really. Oh. <laughs> you know, that is really, really don't tough. You think, like the Bills have some say on 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 all this. Like, well, they, they do. They should be. Can, you know they're being consulted obviously i i do think they might have to take you know they might they might have to just concede here and say okay we'll make do with whatever happens. in that case wouldn't and, kansas city just say here take the one seed I mean, you guys are the ones going through something here you know if, if one team's going to concede why is it the well, bills is the hunt family going to do that i don't, I don't know. think so i'm just saying like, why know. would the bills be the one that happened when they're the ones right. who are going through this they're the ones whose yeah. players are, are a friend is in the right. brother is in the hospital well look i hate to bring it to this level of topic but this is what the league's trying to figure out and and, and i'm sure this is also why it took about an hour for the game to officially get postponed last night right because you know they were they were sorting stuff like this out. I don't know. I, I to me the best option as I see it, unless unless the Bills get back on a plane and play in Cincinnati. Let's see, today's Tuesday. But that's tomorrow crazy. tomorrow night. If they don't play that this game tomorrow night, crazy. I think they push the playoffs back a week after you've already gone. I mean, that's a big deal, uh, James. I'm just back. telling you what I think. I it's all a big deal. It's a big deal one oh, way or the I other. I agree. I agree. I'm just. I'd be surprised. I mean, there's no way. There's no way. They can play Thursday and a Monday. I mean, you play a Sunday and a Thursday. See, it's the I, same that, difference. I, would, I Thursday, wouldn't. I'm just saying you could. You could, you could do, do Thursday you could, to Monday. You could it's do, the same difference as playing a Sunday to a Thursday. You could do Thursday, Monday. But it's about protecting these players. I know. That, I'm just saying just it's can't possible. Imagine. I mean, emotionally. I can't imagine they would be ready to play football tomorrow, you know? I mean, the fact that they left Cincinnati last night and got on a plane around 1230. They're all back in Buffalo. They're all yeah. in Buffalo. I mean, most are in Buffalo. Some stayed, apparently, with Hamlin, but. So anyway, I you know, two one five five nine two. Especially with with him, we don't know what his situation. Of course, we you don't. Know, know. That's like a whole other part of this, right. where it's like, how do you even care about? Like, how do you worry about that until you figure out I what's know. going on with the guy? You know, not us. I'm saying like the the players, yeah. the team, all that stuff. I, I do think the best answer, Joe, is is what you suggested: push everything back and only have uh, you know, there's no bye week before the Super Bowl. Yeah, no bye week before the Super Bowl, and there's a week in a week and a half in which the Bills and Chiefs play on a Sunday. And that's the only game that week, and and the bye week. Bengals and Chiefs. Bengals, yeah, that, like, Bengals that's, and Bills. I mean, that's unless they can play this game Thursday with a quick Monday turnaround for the Patriots game versus the Bills. It's the only. I, I, I don't know. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. What a what a horrible thing to have to even discuss. Let's go to Chris in Ocean City. Hi, Chris. Yeah, what's going on, guys? Hey, Chris. <clears throat> yeah, it's a uh, man. Just a. Uh... Remarkable situation last night, uh, but I, I just wanted to commend ESPN and the commentators and the coverage Tremendous. for that 
that really awkward and painful hour or so period, and they're live on air, and you can tell that they're shaking and they're keeping it together. And uh, in particular, I thought Ryan Clark and Booger McFarland were really fantastic, uh, full of class and grace, handled the situation with aplomb. Yeah. And then also, I, I think we need to recognize the Cincinnati fans and uh, their, you know, patience and grace and, you know, not having booze and stuff thrown on the field and yeah, all that. No uh, question. I mean, it so would have been I, outrageous if they had. But, yes, yeah. I mean, they, they did a really good job. So I, I think that that, uh, that there was at least some some silver linings of humanity to come out of that situation. No question, a lot, a lot of it actually, yeah. Yeah, and then um, and then transitioning into the Eagles. Um, so I've been really high on the team all year, but I must confess I'm getting real nervous. Uh, it just feels like there's too many variables and unknowns as we're approaching this playoff run, and I just think about. Even if there's like a quarter of rust for Jalen and CJ and these guys, that might be too much of a, a margin of error to overcome, you know? Um, and when you look at how many impactful injuries that we've suffered and just uh, getting back into the flow of things, and to John's point earlier, I think that's why it, it, it's such a bummer that we lost the last two games because there's so many guys who could have used that extra rest. And I just worry that. Um, we, 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 we might be uh, running into a wall come uh, January. It's getting concerning, Chris. It is, man. Appreciate the phone call, 215-592-9494. All right, coming up, we'll talk to Mike Quick, his thoughts. I mean, former player, current announcer. I mean, he laid it on the line out there on the football field. And um, his thoughts on what happened last night with DeMar Hamlin. Obviously, we'll talk some birds with him as well. Joe to Cameron, John Ritchie on WIP. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.